0: You are listening to the Fantasy Advantage Podcast, hosted by my dad. Welcome on in to the Fantasy Advantage Podcast. On this episode, we will discuss important injury news, review some of the top week six games, and give some DFS value plays. Let's get right to it. All right, everybody, welcome on in to a week six edition of the Fantasy Advantage Podcast. I am your host, Scott Morrow, as always. We'll keep this episode kind of straight to the point this week and just give you the info that you need. We're five weeks through the season, and half of the NFL teams are either two and three or three and two. Unfortunately, locally, the Detroit Lions are not one of those teams. One and four. So there's a ton of parody in the league. The next few weeks will really determine who's a contender and who's a pretender. Now week six, we already have a lot of injuries and some big time ones. So I'm going to go through some of the guys who are out, how that affects us in fantasy, and some of the guys who are questionable and how that could potentially help us or determine some fantasy lineups this weekend. So starting with the people who are out. So Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas are out. So that means that Chris Olave is going to be the number one wide receiver for New Orleans Saints. Now, he is also questionable, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit later. Jameis Winston is also out for the Saints, so Saints got a lot of people out. Andy Dalton started last week, but obviously Taysom Hill came in and scored a lot of touchdowns, so not really sure how that's going to work out. I expect Jameis Winston to not play uh, as well, even though he's questionable. Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens is out. Uh, That does matter because man they just don't have any wide receivers so you saw Devin Duvernay uh, I think it was on Monday Night Football when they played or Sunday Night Football whatever it was Um, you know they were using him like Tyree Kill like he was getting the ball on uh, end of rounds and he was their punt returner I mean they were throwing screens to him passes to him so it was I mean it, it was good to see but Rashad Bateman is by far their best wide receiver so uh if you've got uh, Mark Andrews that's great I know he's a he's a Big time DFS play this week, so I wouldn't be surprised if you see him take off. I just saw today that Cam Akers is out. Now, for those of you that followed me over the summer, I was not never on Cam Akers. Coming back from that sort of injury is just—it's really really difficult. So I was never on Cam Akers. But if you have Darrell Henderson, uh, you are getting Darrell Henderson now. He'll be be starting. He won't play every snap, probably 70 to 75% of the snaps. They play against the Carolina Panthers, who just fired their head coach. And their defense is actually not bad. Uh, Darrell Henderson, definitely a good play now with Cam Akers ruled out. And probably the biggest one from a running back standpoint is James Conner and then also Darrell Williams for the Arizona Cardinals. So that's actually the starting running back and the backup running back or third down running back for Darrell Williams, are both out. So that means that uh, a guy named Eno Benjamin, for those of you who are not sure who he is, we'll be talking about him at the end of this podcast. Uh, Eno Benjamin will be the starting running back for the Arizona Cardinals this week. Now a couple people who are currently questionable, uh, definitely some big decisions to go. First one is Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, I do own Kyle Pitts in one Season-long league. I don't know why I took him. I shouldn't have. I didn't take him very much in best ball at all, and I almost never play him in DFS. But you probably took him in the third round or the fourth round. If he's playing, you have to play him. Uh, there's going to be nobody on the bench on your bench from a tight end standpoint that has as much upside as him. But I just think playing with Marcus Mariota and the Cardinals is really holding back his ceiling. Jonathan Taylor for the Indianapolis Colts. I saw that he did practice today. This is Friday, so. I do expect him to play. Um, the, The issue is they play the Jags. The Jags always play the Colts tough. Remember the end of the year last year where the Jags beat the Colts so the Colts couldn't go to the playoffs. So I don't really know what to expect. The problem is that Naheem Hines, the backup running back, also questionable. So this could just be a game where the Colts throw a lot. Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. I do not expect him to play. He played one snap last week and got a concussion. So with Tua already rolled out and Teddy, questionable but probably doubtful, uh, that means that uh, there, there's going to be a, a, a new quarterback that is starting for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Thompson is his name. So they play the Vikings at home. So that'll be very interesting from a fantasy standpoint. T. Higgins is the last one who's questionable. I read something today that he is likely going to play. If you have T. Higgins, you're going to play him. If he doesn't play, Hayden Hurst at tight end definitely got a lot of looks last week against the Ravens when T. Higgins was out of the game. All right, so now we'll kind of go through a couple games here, just kind of give you an overall week six. Uh, look at the, the slate here. So there's four teams currently on buys. So we finally started our buys. There's a couple of really bad buy weeks coming up here, but only four teams this week, so not too bad. Uh, there's two games that have that has an over-under 50-plus. Uh, we had zero of those last week. So Seattle, Arizona, and Buffalo, Kansas City. And there's actually eight games that have an over-under over 45. So hopefully there's a lot more scoring this week uh, league-wide. So we're actually going to focus on three games in particular this week. Uh, We'll take a look at those from an NFL standpoint, a season-long, and a DFS standpoint. So first game is Green Bay and the Jets. That's a a 45.5 or 46 over-under. So definitely an interesting game. Uh, Two winning teams. Yeah, the Jets do have a winning record. The Packers blew that game in London last week against the Giants. They had a big halftime lead and lost it. I'm not really sure what was going on, but they stopped giving the ball to A.J. Dillon. He wasn't even on the field. Now they come home against the Jets, who do have a winning record, but, I mean, if you've watched any of their games, they're not that impressive. Since Zach Wilson has returned, the Jets beat a really bad Steelers team, in my opinion, who who brought a rookie quarterback in off the bench, who threw three picks, and they only beat that team by three points. And they beat a Dolphins team last week that lost their backup quarterback on the first snap of the game, Teddy Bridgewater. So I expect a get-right game for Rodgers and the Packers, especially his weapons, whether that's Dylan or Jones or Tunyon or anybody, Romeo Dobbs. I expect someone to score two touchdowns. Now, I have no idea who it's going to be, so from a DFS standpoint, I probably won't play a ton, maybe a one-off player in this game for some value, but outside of that, it'll just be play who you have in season long. Now, the two biggest games of the week, and this is what everyone wants to talk about. Arizona-Seattle is the first one. Now, before the season, if you saw that Arizona-Seattle game on the, on the slate, you would have been like, um, Arizona-Seattle, I don't really understand why this is such a big deal. Well, it has a fifty point five over under, and there's a lot of fantasy goodness in this game, both DFS and season long. So, if you've watched any of the NFL recently, Geno Smith has just been really, really good. He's taken care of the ball and distributed it to Lockett and Metcalf very nicely. Kenneth Walker gets his first NFL start this week, and I think he'll smash against a Redskins, or I'm sorry, against a Cardinals defense that has struggled big time. On the flip side, Seattle has literally the worst defense in the NFL against wide receivers and against opposing wide receivers and running backs. So I expect all of the Arizona Cardinals skill position players to put up crazy points on Sunday. The Cardinals haven't scored a point in the first quarter of any game yet. That's crazy, by the way. But I think that changes here, and I expect them to score early and often. Lock in Kyler, Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz, no question. Now the game of the year, well, at least that's what everyone's calling it, Buffalo, Kansas City. I'm excited to watch this game, 425, game of the week on Sunday, just from a football standpoint. Forgetting about fantasy, and I love fantasy, all versions of it, but just from a football standpoint, this game's going to be awesome. Maybe the two best quarterbacks in the league playing against each other again. It has, it has an over-under of 54, The Bills are favored by either two or two and a half on the road, depending on where you look. These two played in the playoffs last year, and that game was bonkers. There was like three touchdowns scored in like the last two minutes, plus overtime. It was awesome. Now, if you have anybody from this game, you're just going to play them. It doesn't matter. Um, Only guy probably wouldn't play would be like Khalil Shakur, uh, the guy that uh, played last week and scored a touchdown. Just because Isaiah McKenzie is back, and I expect him to take that spot, as well as Dawson Knox is back. But if you have their, if you have either defense, I mean, I'd probably still play their defenses. Maybe not in DFS, but if you've got them in season long, play them. I mean, there could be 90 pass attempts in this game, which is crazy. More pass attempts means more opportunities yeah. for interceptions, sacks, fumbles, all the stuff defenses need. Now, as far as the game goes, I think the Bills actually win this game easily. That's probably not a popular opinion, but the Chiefs usually have like one of these games in the regular season where they're super underwhelming in these big-time matchups. The Bills' defense is very solid, and Kansas City doesn't really have a number one wide receiver anymore. I know Kelsey's awesome. Four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. But he's a short-to-the-middle-of-the-field type guy. Until Juju, MVS, or Hardman can show me that they'll take the top off of a defense. I expect the Bills to play a ton of zone, probably like cover four, cover six, and make Mahomes take long drives to score. Now, he can definitely do it. We've seen him do this before. But will he do it enough to keep up with Josh Allen? And to finish out today's episode, I, kind of, I want to go over some uh, DFS value plays for week six. As I've talked to you guys about before, DFS is one of my favorite ways to play fantasy football and something that's uh, that re- that's really fun is being able to find value at certain positions so that you can, you know, pay out for some of the studs at other positions. So first thing I want to do is go over a couple uh, value plays that have come, come out this week at running back. First one is Eno Benjamin. I mentioned him earlier. Uh, he's super cheap on DK, like in the 4,000 range, I think 4,600. And because James Conner and Darrell Williams are out, he gets to go against a terrible Seattle defense. So he's a lock for me in every single lineup I have. You know, Benjamin is definitely a core play. I would expect him to touch the ball 18 to 22 times. And hope my goal would be that he would have 20-plus fantasy points. Second running back DFS value plays from Andre Stevenson. Now Damian Harris is out now a few weeks that one hurt me last week I picked Harris as the running back to go off against the Lions unfortunately he got hurt very early and happened to be Stevenson but now I'm on Stevenson he's only 6,000 which is probably a thousand less than what he should be New England has Bailey Zappi at quarterback again most likely and they're just going to try to run the ball in the Browns so the Browns actually can't stop the run They can run the ball, really good offensive line, terrible defensive line, and Stevenson can also catch passes. So when Harris went out last week, Stevenson saw 100% of the snaps, and his role is now the lead rusher, no question, and he will still likely have a third down role, even though I do expect some guys like J.J. Taylor and a couple other guys to play uh, to kind of give him a, a break. Now a couple wide receiver values. Number one, Tyler Lockett. We talked about that Seattle-Arizona game. Arizona hasn't stopped a single wide receiver this year, I don't think. <laughs> it's been really brutal. They're 27th in past DVOA, so that's obviously bottom five. Lockett has gotten an average of eight and a half targets per game. He's averaging 11 point something yards per target, and his price is the same as it was last week, which I don't really understand. Almost everybody went up. Even DK went up last week. DK Metcalf. But I don't understand why DraftKings hasn't raised Tyler Lockett's price. Uh, He will also be someone that is a lock, pun intended, in every single one of my lineups. And the last value this week is Chris Olave. Now, Olave had a concussion last week on a touchdown catch that he had. So this this play only works if he's cleared and he plays. Right now, recording Friday night, he is currently questionable. But assuming he plays, he's by far wide receiver one for this team. I mentioned Landry and Thomas are both out. Olave has the most air yards in the NFL so far this year and is making his case for Rookie of the Year already. He's a smooth route runner with incredible hands. The Beng- they, He plays the Bengals this week. Their defense is nothing to really worry about, um, and Olave will just have a ton of opportunity in this game. He's under 6K, absolute steal. Again, got to watch for his injury news an hour and a half uh, before kickoff on Sunday. And the last one isn't really a, a value. It's more of a a feeling. <laughs> uh, Devin Singletary running back for the Bills. I just think a lot of people are going to be off him. He gets forgotten about because he's not a wide receiver. <laughs> but Allen loves to dump off passes to Singletary. And to be honest, they've been ahead so much in the past couple games that they he hasn't had to play in a lot in the fourth quarter Singletary so I just I think that he's gonna be a really good play this week in all formats I I, I'll play him a little bit in DFS but um you know I think he's a little bit over 6,000 61 or 6,200 so he's not too expensive but I think he'll have like six plus receptions 50 plus yards and a touchdown on Sunday so Uh, I would definitely recommend putting Singletary in your lineups, especially if you want to be a little bit different on this Buffalo-Kansas City game. And to be honest, some of those other pieces, Diggs, Davis, Kelsey, they're all very expensive. Well, that does it for today. Uh, Kept today's episode for about 15 minutes. Appreciate it, everybody. Thanks for listening, and good luck in week six. Talk to you next week.